We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, the second piece in Hilchos Mechira. This is Parak Tesvav Halacha Aleph. And this is a short piece. Rab Chaim explains the view of the Rambam in a case where someone agreed to sell a certain amount of a product and they gave the wrong amount. So according to the Rambam, that does not invalidate the entire sale. And Rab Chaim is going to explain why. The Rambam writes, If someone sells something to his friend for a certain weight or measurement or an amount, so they agree to sell a hundred pounds of something or a hundred of something, and then he makes a mistake in even a small amount, he gets that small amount back forever. Because the concept of Ona'a, which says that up to a sixth does not invalidate the sale and the person doesn't get the money back. So let's say there's something worth 50 and the person sells it for 60. So that sale is final and he doesn't have to return the money. That only applies to dumim, to the money that's paid. But when there's a mistake in the amount or how much he was supposed to give him, so that has to be returned. And we don't say that the mistake is included in the sale. So whoever got more has to make it up to the other person. Now, now the Rambam gives an example of this. If he sold him a hundred nuts for one dinar, and then he made a mistake and he gave him a hundred and one or ninety nine. So even though it's only off by one nut, so the sale is valid, the sale remains, but he has to return to him the nut. Whoever has the extra nut has to return it to the other person even many years later. Likewise, if the person was supposed to give him $100 and he gave him either 101 or 99 so the mistake here was not that he agreed to pay more than the value of the object, the mistake was that he gave more or less than the dollar value that they had agreed on. So they agreed on $100 and he gave him either 101 or 99 So that extra dollar has to be returned even many years later. So the Rambam differentiates between Ona'a versus other mistakes that when the buyer agrees to pay more than the value of the object, so that sale is final and it includes whatever he paid over and above the value of the object. But when there was an error in how how much of the object he was supposed to get that he didn't get what he agreed to or that he paid something different than what was agreed upon. So that extra dollar, whoever has the extra amount has to be returned even many years later, even though it does not cancel the whole sale. Now the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam's ruling. The Ravid argues that sometimes the whole sale is annulled because of this mistake. If the person wants to renege on the whole sale up until the time when everything is filled in, so then they could do that. Kigon, the Ravid gives an example. The seller was holding a bag of nuts. He said, I'll sell you this bag of a saw, a certain measurement of nuts. So let's say it's like one pound of nuts 
for a dinar. Vinatlo vehalach lo. So the buyer takes the bag and goes umadido and measures it below matzumidaso. And it turns out it was less than a saw. So this was a false sale. Hareza choser vafal bisharatzas elahashlim. So in that case, the buyer can renege on the whole sale, even though the seller wants to fill in the amount of nuts that he owes him. So according to the Ravid, the Rambam is incorrect in saying that the sale is valid. The seller just has to make up the amount that they owe the buyer, the extra nuts that they ripped them off. According to the Ravid, since the sale was not completed, the seller has the option to back out of the whole sale up until the seller gives him what he owes him. So that's the debate between the Rambam and the Ravid in a case where there was a mistake in the amount that was agreed upon and the amount of the object or the amount of money was wrong. So according to the Rambam, the sale is valid, even though that small amount does need to be compensated. And according to the Ravid, they could back off of the whole sale up until it's completed. Now, the Rashbam in Baba Basra, Kuf Gimel Amud Beis, follows the view of the Ravid that if there's a mistake in the measurement or the amount of the object, so the whole sale is nullified. And he brings a proof from the Gemara in Baba Basra, Tzadi Amud Aleph, Amar Shmuel, Ein Mosif and Alhamidos, Yosar Mishtos. Shmuel said that you can't add to the measurements more than a sixth. So the Gemara is trying to figure out what exactly is the meaning of that halacha. So it suggests a possibility, which is mishum onnaad lo lehave bitol mekach, that if the measurements are more than a sixth, that will nullify the entire sale because it's more than onnaa. So the Gemara asks, "Vahamar Rava kol davar shibemidav shibemishkal shibeminyan afilu pachos mikdei onnaa choser." Rava said that any object that is sold in a measurement or a weight or an amount, even less than onah, so even less than a sixth, still the sale is nullified if there's a mistake. So we see very clearly from this Gemara that Rava's halacha, that if there is a mistake in the amount of the object which was given over, not that the seller agreed to pay a higher value than it's actually worth, but if there's actually a mistake in the simple counting or the weighing of this object, so the whole sale is nullified, even if it's less than a sixth. So the Rashbam points out that this Gemara certainly seems to say that if there is a mistake in the amount of the object that's sold, so the person agreed to sell 100 nuts and they gave 99 instead, so the whole sale is invalidated, the whole thing is nullified, not just that the owner has to give one more nut to the buyer. So this agrees with the Ravid's view and it's a question on the Rambam's view, how can he contradict this Gemara which seems to say that the whole sale is nullified in that case. So in the parentheses, Rab Chaim points out that the Rashban Kiddushin Membez agrees with the view of the Rambam, that if there is a small mistake in the amount that was given over, so the sale itself is not invalidated, they just need to correct the mistake. And the Rashba explains the Gemara in Baba Basra is asking a different question, which is that we don't find a difference between a mistake which is more than a sixth versus less than a sixth in terms of nullifying the sale. So the difference difference is that a mistake of less than a sixth is included within the sale and they don't need to correct it. But more than a sixth, the seller has to return the extra money that he took. But there is no difference in terms of negating the entire sale. So Shmuel said that a measurement which is more than a sixth off 
is a problem. So the Gemara at first suggested that maybe that means that the whole sale would be negated if it was more than a sixth off. So the Gemara then quotes that Rava said that if there's a mistake in the measurement or the amount of the object that's sold, so even less than a sixth, the owner has to make up what he owes the buyer. So we see from Rava that the whole leniency of Ona'a doesn't apply when the mistake was in the measurement of the object. The whole concept of Ona'a is only when the seller agreed to pay more than the value of the object. But if there was an accounting error or there was a mistake in weighing and measuring the object, so even less than a sixth doesn't get ignored and it has to be corrected. So Rava is teaching us that the rules of Ona'a don't apply to counting or measuring. So now based on that, the Gemara infers that even if the mistake is more than a sixth, it's not going to negate the whole sale because that's not one of the differences between less than a sixth and more than a sixth. Once we see that the whole concept of Ona'a doesn't apply to mistakes in the counting, so none of these rules apply, the person has to correct whatever mistake they made and give the proper amount, but there is no nullification of the sale. So that's how the Rashba reads that Gemara in a technical way to fit in to his approach, which agrees with the Rambam. So basically, there is a technical way to understand this Gemara, but now Rab Chaim is going to suggest another more conceptual solution to explain the view of the Rambam, how it fits into the Gemara in Baba Basra. So Rab Chaim explains that there's a basic difference between the case of the Rambam and the case in the Gemara. In the Rambam's case, both the buyer and the seller agreed on exactly what was supposed to happen. So they both agreed that he was selling him a hundred nuts. There was no question as to what the sale was going to include. Now there was a mistake because he only gave him 99 or 101. So there was definitely a mistake in how much he gave him, but there was no mistake in the essence of what the sale was supposed to include. So once he gives him 99 or 101 nuts, he's off by one. So that's why the Rambam says that the sale remains valid. Both parties agree to the essence of the sale, and then they have to correct the small mistake that occurred. As opposed to the case in the Gemara where the seller is using a weight which is off. So there, there's an inherent issue within the sale itself because both the buyer and the seller have a different view of what the sale includes. So the buyer is intending to use a larger weight, which is going to give less of the object, whereas the seller is imagining the actual weight of this object, which would have been more, or at least more for less money. So both of them have a different view of the sale. There's no agreement between them as to what they're agreeing to. The seller is intending to sell less and the buyer is intending to buy more or at least to pay less for that same weight. So there's no agreement in that inherent sale, what it includes. So even if we say that the seller is going to correct the situation by giving more of the object to the buyer to make up for having given him less than what he was imagining he was buying, that still doesn't correct the situation. That just means that we're shifting from the seller's perspective to the buyer's perspective, but it's still not what the seller intended to sell him at that moment. 
So there is no way to correct the situation where both the buyer and the seller are going to get what they intended to buy. So that's why the whole sale is off in the case in the Gemara. So that's why in the Rambam's case, the sale itself is not nullified. The sale is valid. They just need to correct the error because they both agreed on what was being sold. Whereas in the case in the Gemara, the whole sale falls apart because there was no inherent agreement between the two parties as to what's included in the sale. Now, Rab Chaim asks that this is all a good approach and it explains why the case of Shmuel in the Gemara is different from the case of the Rambam. Shmuel's case, again, is where someone makes the weight larger so it's different than the actual weight. So Rab Chaim just explained why that case is different from the Rambam's case and in that case, the whole sale is nullified. But then the Gemara quotes Rava that kol davar shibamidav shibamishkal shibaminyan that anything which is weighed or measured or counted, even if the mistake is less than a sixth, it's a problem. So the Gemara quotes Rava's halacha in the context of Shmuel. But now that's a big problem according to Rab Chaim's approach because Rava's halacha is the same as the Rambam's halacha, that they both agreed on the same amount of the object and then there was a mistake in the counting of the object. And according to the Rambam, in that case, the sale is not nullified. They just need to correct the mistake. So why does the Gemara quote Rava and compare it to Shmuel's halacha when the two halachas are saying different things? In Shmuel's case, the whole sale is nullified. In Rava's case, the sale remains valid. So how can the Gemara compare these two halachas to each other? It could very well be that like Rava said, if the mistake is less than a sixth, so they have to correct it. And if it's more than a sixth, then the whole sale is nullified as Shmuel said. Why is the Gemara quoting these two halachas together if according to the Rambam, at least the way Rab Chaim explained it, they're saying two different things. Furthermore, Rab Chaim asks, why do we even need Rava to tell us that the sale is going to be nullified if the whole measurement was off? So according to Rab Chaim, there was no agreement between the two parties to begin with. So obviously the sale is nullified. You can't have a sale when the buyer and the seller were thinking two different things. So it's very clear in Shmuel's case that the sale is nullified. Why do we even need to bring a proof from Rava to this basic point? So Rab Chaim explains this by understanding the essential halacha of onna'a. If someone sells something overpriced for more than it's actually worth. So the halacha is that if it was overpriced by less than a sixth, so then nothing happens. The sale is final and the seller keeps the money. If it was overpriced more than a sixth, so then the whole sale is nullified. And if it was overpriced by exactly a sixth, so then the halacha is kana umachzir onna'a. The sale is final, but the seller has to return the extra money that they got over and above the actual value of the object. So now the Rambam says that in that case of onna'a, which is exactly a sixth, even if the seller made an honest mistake. So he didn't intend to sell this object for a sixth more than it was worth. He intended to sell it for less than a sixth. But even though it was an honest mistake, still he has to return the money. Now, Rab Chaim asks a question on this, which is based on an interesting perspective. And that is, according to Rab Chaim, in this case, where the seller actually thought that the value of the object was more than it turned out to be, so that 
that's the equivalent of making a mistake in the actual measurement of the object, which according to Rab Chaim, the whole sale is nullified because the two parties didn't agree to begin with on what was being sold. So likewise, in this case where the seller made a mistake in the value of the object, according to Rab Chaim, the whole sale should be nullified. It's different than where the seller knew that he was selling something overpriced or the buyer knew that he was paying more than the value of the object because there they both agreed to what was happening. But here, the seller legitimately thought that he was selling this object at the right price and then it turned out that the price is less than that. So how can the halacha be that the sale is final but he has to return the money when according to Rab Chaim's analysis, the whole sale should be nullified because there was no real agreement as to what's happening and what object is being sold. The seller thought that he was selling an object at a certain price when in fact he was selling it at a lower price, which is not what he intended to do. So Rab Chaim answers that this gets to the heart and soul of what the rules of Ona'a are. And according to Rab Chaim, this halacha of when the price is exactly exactly a sixth more that it's kana umachzir ona'a so that tells us that in general there is no problem with the sale itself if the price is a sixth more than it should be. So if it was less than a sixth, it's clear in the halacha that that does not affect the sale. But even in exact sixth overpricing, a shtus is also not going to affect the actual sale. So that's why the sale itself is not nullified. Now, the reason why he has to return the value of the sixth that was overpriced is because the Torah made a rule of ona'a that if someone charges more than a sixth, there's another independent halacha that they must return it to the buyer. So that's the way ona'a overall works. There's nothing actually wrong with the sale itself. Whatever they agreed upon is okay. But since the person charged more than a sixth, the Torah said that they have to return it. So now this explains why even though the seller made a mistake, he thought that the object was actually worth how much he charged. Even so, it doesn't nullify the entire sale, even when it turns out that he made a mistake and the value is lower. Because since the value of the object does not affect the sale, so the seller's mistake as to how much it's worth is also not going to affect the sale at all. There's just another halacha that if it was exactly a sixth, so then the Torah makes him return it to the seller. But that's not going to negate the entire sale to begin with. So that's why that case is different from when a person actually measures the object incorrectly because then, as Rab Chaim said, the buyer and the seller are not on the same page. They don't intend to do the same sale. So since they each have their own view of what's going on, the sale is negated to begin with because there was no agreement between the two parties. But that's not the case when the seller makes a mistake as to the value of the object because there the rules of Ona'a kick in, which means that the value does not affect the actual sale at all. It's just a separate halacha that the person has to return the sixth that they collected, which they should not have done. So that's why those two cases are different between where the person measures it wrong versus where they have 
evaluate the value of the object incorrectly. Now, based on that, says Rab Chaim, that explains the back and forth in the Gemara in Baba Basra. Shmuel said that if the person measured it wrong, so then the whole sale is negated. And on that, the Gemara quotes that Rava said that if there was an accounting error or they measured the object wrong, so then even less than a sixth is a problem. So from Rava, we see that the rules of Ona'a do not apply to accounting errors or measuring errors, anything that's bemida, mishkal, or minyan, the rules of onah don't apply there. Now, once the rules of onah don't apply, that means any time the parties don't agree as to what's being sold, the whole sale is negated. The only reason in a case of onah that the whole sale is not negated is because the Torah said that the sale is unaffected, but the owner has to return the money that they collected that was a sixth more than the value. But if not for the Torah saying that the sale is unaffected, so then of course we revert to the normal criteria that both the buyer and the seller have to agree about what is being sold. And if there's no agreement between the parties, then the whole sale falls apart. So that's why once Rava said there is no rules of ona'a when it comes to accounting errors or measuring errors, so that means the regular criteria kicks in that if the parties don't agree, then the whole sale is negated. So the Gemara says, based on that, that even less than a sixth should negate the whole sale. So that's the question that Shmuel cannot be saying that it must be a sixth of an error, even less than that, so long as the parties don't agree, so the whole sale is going to fall apart. So even though Rava and Shmuel are saying different halachas, Rava is not saying that the whole sale falls apart, but it still does follow from what Rava said, that the rules of Ona'a don't apply to a measuring error. So so from that follows Shmuel's halacha that if the two parties don't agree on what's being sold, then the whole thing falls apart because Ona'a does not apply in this case. So that explains the back and forth in the Gemara, but it's still correct what the Rambam says that this is all limited only to when they don't agree as to what is being sold, so the weight or the amount that is being included in the sale. But if they all agree that a hundred nuts are being sold, so it is clear exactly what's included in the sale, even though there was an error in counting out the number of the object, that does not nullify the whole sale because there was fundamental agreement between both parties as to what is being sold. There was just an error in getting the object together properly, but that's not going to negate the whole sale. So this explains how the Rambam fits in with the Gemara in Baba Basra and it does not contradict his halacha because he's limiting the application of the idea in the Gemara that if the two sides don't agree, on what's included in the sale, then the whole sale is negated. And the Rambam says that's not true in a case where they both do agree. They just had a problem counting out. They made an error. So then they just correct the error and the sale remains. So this is Rab Chaim's explanation for the ruling of the Rambam and the question that the Ravid and the Rashbam have against him. According to Rab Chaim's explanation, there are two different tracks. There's the Ona'a track, which means that the sale is unaffected, but the Torah mandates that the seller has to return the money if it was exactly a sixth more than the value. That is the essence of the whole halacha of kana umachzir ona'a. How could it be that the sale stays even though the seller has to return the profit that he made? So the answer is because the sale is unaffected, it's a separate halacha that the seller has to return the sixth that he collected in overpricing. But then there is another track, which is when there's no ona'a, so then everything depends on the buyer 
buyer and the seller's agreement. If they agree to the basic terms of the sale, even if there's a mistake, then the sale remains. But if there's a misunderstanding between them as to the fundamental what's included in this sale, so then the whole sale is negated. So that is Rab Chaim's approach. The key conceptual point that Rab Chaim develops is that when it comes to regular sales, the criteria is whether the buyer and the seller are on the same page. But when it comes to the laws of Ona'a, the Torah introduces two concepts. One is that overpricing up to a sixth is not going to negate the sale. So we don't assume that the buyer and the seller are on different pages because of overpricing up to a sixth. And furthermore, the Torah says that if the overpricing is exactly a sixth, so then the seller has to return that money because they did something wrong. So they have to return it like a thief has to return a stolen object. Rab Chaim uses that metaphor. But the sale itself is still unaffected by what they did wrong. So that's Rab Chaim's key conceptual point. Now, Rab David Pravarsky in his Shurman Bab Metziah Nun Ahmed Beis, so he points out that Tosfos has a debate what happens if the overpricing is more than a sixth. So at that point, the halacha is that the whole sale is negated. But Tosfos has two versions of that. One is that the whole sale automatically falls apart. And then the Rivam says that it only falls apart if the buyer wants it to fall apart. So it's the buyer's choice, basically. He could keep the sale intact even though he paid more than a sixth or he could negate the entire sale. But the seller is not able to negate the sale even though the ona'a was more than a sixth. And that's the view of the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch as well. Now, Reb David interprets that the debate between these two views is that Tosfos holds that if the overpricing was more than a sixth, then the whole sale falls apart, like Rab Chaim said, that only if it's a sixth or under, so then the buyer and the seller basically agree about the sale, so the sale doesn't fall apart. But if the overpricing was exactly a sixth, so so then the Torah said that even though the sale takes effect and the payment was a valid payment, but the seller has to return the sixth overprice. But if the overpricing was more than a sixth, so then there's no agreement between the buyer and the seller and the whole sale falls apart. On the other hand, the Rivam, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, so they understand that even if the overpricing was more than a sixth, it's an Ona'a problem. It does not affect the actual sale. So so there was a valid agreement between the two parties to do this sale. We don't consider it a miscommunication, but the Torah said that if it's more than a sixth, so then the buyer has the right to negate the sale, but the seller does not have that ability. So Reb David points out that Reb Chaim's framework only seems to really fit in the first view of Tosfos, not in the Rivam and the Rambam's view. Because according to Reb Chaim, his whole analysis is that if the overpricing is exactly a sixth, so then that's an Ona'a rule. But if it's more than that, or if it's a miscommunication between the buyer and the seller, then the whole sale falls apart. Whereas the Rivam and the Rambam seem to say that even more than a sixth overpricing is still an Ona'a rule and not a miscommunication.